Welcome to today's podcast. It's going to be a slightly different track than our usual podcast. It's just going to be me talking, unfortunately. So if you don't like the sound of my voice, today's podcast is not for you. It's just going to be me. Um, And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk a little bit about the public understanding of kidneys. If the aim of this podcast is to increase knowledge of different perspectives of kidney disease, including in and amongst the public who might not be exposed to understanding kidneys or might not be exposed to kidney disease, then we need to know what the public knows. So I'm going to be talking a lot today about an Ipsos Mori poll that was conducted a few years ago. Um, also a poll from Australia and, and several other sources but I will include the details of the sources um, on our Facebook page so if you want to read them for yourself or check them out these will be good places to start. Um, so yeah today I'm just going to be talking a little bit about what your kidneys are and how they function so if you know that quite well you can skip today's episode if you would like to be know a little bit more then please do listen on. It's not going to be too in-depth it's not going to be too medical or scientific it's just going to be quite basic um, But what I would like to encourage you to do is after you've listened to this podcast, if you do have any more questions about what your kidneys are and how they how they do what they do, please do get in touch via our Facebook page, which is the Keep It Renal podcast, or using our Twitter handle, which is at Keep It Renal. If you've got any questions whatsoever, please do get in touch. Um, I'll try my best to answer them. And if I can't answer them, I'll find someone who can. In appreciation of it being World Kidney Day today, I wanted to find out a little bit about what do people actually know about their kidneys. So, I took my recording equipment to Bristol Bus Station. And I spoke to a few people there about, firstly, just asking two questions. So the first question was, do you know where your kidneys are? And do you know what they do? What you're going to hear next is um, some recordings of some of the uh, interviews that I did at the uh, bus station. Um, What is really nice about Bristol Bus Station um, is there's a piano in there that's free to play for anyone who wants to play. And it's really nice if you're waiting for a bus, hearing someone have a go, or sometimes you get some people who are really, really good. Um, It's not ideal when you're trying to record people's uh, responses for World Kidney Day. But, uh, you know, we make the best of it. So there is a little bit of background noise, but hopefully it just helps to immerse you and give you a sense of you being in the bus station with me. So I'm going to play those clips for you now, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about kidneys. Do you know where your kidneys are? Somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere in there. Somewhere yeah, they in are somewhere. <laughs> definitely are somewhere <laughs> in there. So they're just in the small of your back here. And do you know what your kidneys do? No. Don't, can't you like give your kidneys to someone else? Is that, yeah. Yeah. You can. I think I want a list to give it to someone else, to be honest. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, I think we'll, me and my mum done it. Hi, sorry to bother you. Hello. Hi, sorry, that was a bit intimidating. I'm just, I'm just from the University of Bristol. Uh, I'm a kidney researcher, right. and it's World Kidney Day next right, week. Okay. So we're just trying to get an idea of what people know about kidneys. <laughs> um, don't worry if you don't know anything, because that's, that's our problem more than anyone else. We need to get it out of there. So, first, do you know where your kidneys are? Somewhere like there. <laughs> yeah, they are somewhere like there. Yeah, that's good. Um, and do you know what they do? No. <laughs> Hi, sorry. Can I just interrupt you a second? Um, I'm from the University of Bristol, I'm a kidney researcher, and it's World Kidney Day next week. Right. So in advance of that, we're just getting an idea of what people know about their kidneys, in terms of what we could then do better to sort of teach the public about their kidneys I don't and know kidney health. Saying. Do you not? Okay. Do you know where they are? Yeah. They are there, just that's exactly there. right. Lots of people don't know that, so that's 
That's a good start. <laughs> um, do you know what they do, your kidneys? They filter our fluids, I think. Yeah. yeah. Take away the poisons and yeah. the toxic. That's exactly what they do. Oh, I think you're already there. You know infinitely more than most people. Oh, good. Sorry. Can I just interrupt you a sec? Um, I'm from the University of Bristol. I'm a kidney researcher. And it's World Kidney Day next week. So I'm just trying to get an idea of what the public know about kidneys with a view to what we could be doing better to teach the public about kidneys. Not at all. Do you know where they are? Um, no, not really. Okay. Uh, do you know what they do? They do. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they do. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm a kidney researcher. Kidney. All right. And it's World Kidney Day next week. All right. Um, so in advance of that, I'm just trying to get an idea of what people know about their kidneys. What do I know about? Yeah, yeah. So do you know where they are? Well, at the back somewhere. They are. That's, that's yeah. exactly where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, do you know what they do? Um, I, I, I do. Um, I think at the moment, but yeah. I, I, know, I know what they do. It's, uh, Have you got a minute to talk about kidneys? Not really. Okay, alright. <laughs> That's alright. It can be difficult. Sometimes you assume knowledge. You know, if you know something, you assume everybody knows it. And I know for a fact that when I take my car in for an MOT, um, they assume an awful lot of knowledge. You know, they'll tell me that certain parts are broken and I've never even heard of these things before, much less know what they do. And I have to sort of nod knowingly and pretend to know. So, you know, there's certainly no reason to think that people would definitely know these things. However, having said that, it's our responsibility as a research community to ensure that that information is readily available. Um, you know, you certainly can't, wouldn't want to force people to know about these things, especially if they don't want to. Um, but we should be definitely trying to make sure that this information is easily available, readily accessible, um, and in a really easy to understand and digest format. And again, that sort of speaks to the niche that we're trying to fill with this podcast in that you have people who have very different learning styles. You know, some people really do like to get a book and get into the nitty gritty and get their highlighters out. And some people prefer to listen to things and take in information that way. So, you know, there's lots and lots of information available on Kidney Research UK's website if you're a reader. Um, and if you're a listener, well, guess what? You've got us. So... Um, I'm going to be giving you lots and lots of information. First of all, we should probably talk a little bit about what this Ipsos Mori poll that was completed in 2014 looked at. So they were basically wanting to check, first of all, do people know what their kidneys do? So first of all, it asked a multiple choice question in which it asked respondents to name all the roles that apply to what the kidney does. So do they make urine? Do they remove excess fluid from the body? Do they control the body's chemical balance? Do they remove waste? Do they help control blood pressure? Do they help to keep bones healthy? Do they help make red blood cells? Do they help to control body temperature? Do they help to pump fluid and blood around the body? Uh, and do they help to process medicines? And actually, there's only two of those that the kidney doesn't do. Um, they don't pump fluid or blood around the body. Um, and they don't control body temperature. But they do do everything else. So they do make urine. So the key findings of this study were that only half of the population of Great Britain think that your kidneys make urine. This is, this is the sort of base level that we're starting from. Only 12% of respondents thought that their kidneys had a role in processing medicines. More people in the research believe that kidneys help to remove waste from the body 
than thought made your in. Now that's a real, that really sticks out in my mind because that makes me think that some messages about what the kidneys do are getting across, but we're not explaining ourselves in a very clear way. So if, the, if people know that um, the kidneys are removing waste, I suppose the natural question after that is how are they removing waste? And that is the urine. So this one was sort of an interesting one for me in thinking that there's some communication that's getting out there, but we're not being very clear. Only 24% of respondents think that kidneys help to control the body's chemical balance. And only 59% of people who are graduates or PhDs believe that their kidneys make urine. So this was a really useful study for um, Ipsos Mori to have done on behalf of the renal community. So now we know that actually, if 50% of the population don't know that the kidneys make urine, then we've got to start at that level. So I'm going to take you through a few of those um, uh, entry-level things about what your kidneys do and what they are. So your kidney... There's going to be a lot of cliches in here for those of you who are in the renal field, so bear with me. Maybe you could get out your little cliche bingo sheet. But the kidney is um, a bean-shaped organ, um, a little bit smaller than a clenched fist. Um, And they sit in the small of your back. Um, Generally speaking, people are born with two, although, of course, some people are born with abnormalities. There's a thing called redundancy, and people will be quite familiar in this in the, in the terms that, you know, it's well known that you can, that you're born with two kidneys, you can give one um, as a live donor to a family member or enter the um, pool scheme, and you'll be absolutely fine on your remaining one kidney, and that's because of this redundancy. Um, there are around a million nephrons in each kidney, and the nephron is the sort of individual filtration unit of the kidney. And again, there's a lot of redundancy there. We don't even need all one million within one kidney. But this is sort of a blessing and a curse, really, and, and it sort of speaks to the missing one million that we hear Kidney Research UK talk about a lot, um, in that by the time you're symptomatic of your kidneys failing, you're already quite a long way down the line. Um, If your kidneys were a little bit more sensitive and didn't have quite the same level of redundancy, you might notice symptoms much, much earlier on. So kidneys filter the blood. They help to remove waste products from the blood. Um, And they they do this by letting everything come out of the blood that is smaller than protein. So antibodies are retained, other large what we call macromolecules, so larger molecules are retained. But all small solutes, so ions, potassium, sodium, um, these all pass out into what we call the filtrate. This is the liquid that ends up on the other side of the filtration barrier. What the body then does is it takes back what it needs according to its needs at that particular time. So I think a word that we've mentioned before on the podcast, but we'll mention again, is homeostasis. And this is the process by which the body tries to maintain a constant internal environment. And it does this by if you've got too much sodium in your blood, um, it might not reabsorb quite so much and let you pee it out. Um so the cells of what we call the tubular network, these are the tubes that lead down um, from the glomerulus within the nephron. Uh, and this is where the urine is starting to form. So the body will, might, will look at that liquid and think, oh, okay, well, we need some of that glucose back and we need some of that sodium back, but we're okay for potassium. So we'll let that go. And then all these products then form your urine and you'll get rid of any excess things that you don't need um, or any waste products then via the urine. There's good understanding amongst the public that dehydration can have a serious effect on your kidney's health, so 53% of people understood that. Only 1% of participants thought that smoking endangers the health of the kidney. 
Smoking is bad for your cardiovascular system in general, given that your kidneys are quite heavily vascularized, of course, because they're filtering your blood. Um, smoking is likely to have a detrimental effect on the function of your kidneys. So the conclusion of the Ipsos Mori poll was that public understanding of the function of the human kidney are low. Kidneys do not appear to be considered by the public as vital organs. And I think I think that's a really interesting one. To my mind, a vital organ is any organ that you cannot live without. Um, and I'm sure any patients who are on dialysis um, or waiting for a transplant will speak to the vitality of the kidney, you know, this, how much we we need our kidneys and we need our kidneys to function well. Um, I have had someone tell me once that neuroscience is way more important than any other branch of science. Of course, it's your brain telling you that. So there's a little bit of bias there. We all think with our brains. Uh, we tend not to think with our other organs, although I suppose that is difficult to pin down. Um, and I think we feel a real connection to our hearts, um, you know, sort of culturally, the heart has become a symbol of our emotions and our feelings. And obviously, we can feel our pulse fairly regularly. You know, if you run up a flight of stairs, you can feel your heart beating faster. Um, and I think this, I think there's a similar sort of story for your lungs in that, you know, you know, when you're taking a deep breath, or you know, when you're sighing, you can, you know, often, we don't really notice that we're breathing. But there are times where we do um, physically change our breathing. Um, and again, that sort of gives us a nice link into the feeling of our lungs. Um, same could be said for your stomach. You know, if you eat a big meal, you might be conscious of your stomach, but you never feel your kidneys, um, or hopefully you don't, because, um, you know, if you do, it's usually because you're feeling pain there. And I think it's, you know, I, think, I haven't looked into the stats, but I imagine um, there will be similar sorts of statistics for public understanding of an organ such as the liver. Um, in that you, these are organs that we don't really have any sort of physical relationship to, not in the same way as we do our brain, that we know we think with our brain and our heart because we can feel it pumping and our lungs because we knowingly fill them with air and our stomachs because we consciously fill them with food. But our other organs, we they're just sort of in there. As a research community, we just need to make sure that the information is out there for people to access as and when they need to. We're not the only ones. Um, I was reading about a study that was completed in Australia that I'll be sharing um, via our Facebook page. Um, and again, they had um, less than half of the participants um, correctly identified hypertension, so that's high blood pressure, as a risk factor for chronic kidney disease. Um, so it is a risk factor for chronic kidney disease, uh, and we should be trying to keep good uh, control over our blood pressure. So just some stats from Kidney Research UK. There are 3 million people who are at risk of chronic kidney disease. 2 million are known, and therefore this is where the missing million comes in. There are potentially a million people um, with undiagnosed chronic kidney disease. These could be at various stages of their disease, either quite early on or getting to be quite advanced. Given as you're not really likely to be symptomatic until the later stages of disease, this is why it's actually quite important to increase public understanding of the kidneys and just feel a little bit more acquainted with what our kidneys are, what they do, what's normal, what's not normal, and when perhaps we should be approaching our GP just to check that everything's okay. So 6 to 8% of the UK population are estimated to have moderate or severe chronic kidney disease. The big one is that chronic kidney disease costs the NHS £1.45 billion a year. And this is massively disproportionate um, to the number of patients that there are. So it's an expensive disease to treat. And of course, this sort of pales in significance in terms of the human cost and the suffering of 
patients. At the same time, it is quite an important consideration. There are 60,000 premature deaths per year, and dialysis per patient per year costs £25,000. I mean, that alone makes you really appreciative, as if we weren't already of our National Health Service. £25,000 a year. I mean, that's buying quite a nice car, cash, every year. That's just insane. So the median waiting time for a kidney transplant is four times as long as it is for a lung. So you generally wait a 1,000 days for a kidney transplant, um, whereas it's about 250 days for a lung transplant. There are massive health inequalities. So Asian people tend to wait 188 days longer um, and black people tend to wait 250 days longer. And kidney failure itself is five times more common in black and minority ethnic communities. The big one is that Kidney Research UK turns around half of the research proposals it receives. Now, I've written a couple of these um, and they are extensive. The amount of detail we have to go into as scientists and rightly so, of course. So for those of you who aren't familiar, a research grant that we would put into Kidney Research UK is actually quite an extensive piece of work. We have to provide a decent amount of pilot data. So that's data that is sort of supporting our hypotheses. So showing that we might be sort of onto the right track and not barking up the wrong tree. And then in the research proposal, we need to talk about exactly what we're going to do, why it's a good idea, why we're the right people to do it, why we're at the right institution to complete this work, and basically try and show that the work is a safe bet and is likely to produce a result that will be useful. Now, if Kidney Research UK are turning around half of the research proposals that they get, there is a lot, a lot of good work in there that could be done if only more donations were made to Kidney Research UK. What we should probably do is end it there. I only wanted today to be a really brief introduction to the kidney. You can get in touch with us, as always, on Twitter using our Twitter handle at KeepItRenal or on Facebook by visiting our page, which is the Keep It Renal podcast. And we, we're very friendly. We don't bite. If you have any questions, please do ask. Uh, as I say, I didn't want to bombard you with information in this podcast, but I do want it to be interactive. So if you do have any questions, please do get in touch. Um, anyway, I hope this podcast has found you well. I hope you're now going away knowing a little bit more about your kidneys. Okay, thank you very much. See you on the next one.